0: Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's William Osborne, and this is Inside Exec. We're continuing our discussion with Taylor Proctor. In this session, we're talking about an area that we don't often discuss, but we all need to manage, and that's about emotional management of yourself in terms of overwhelm when you are leading a team. So let's hear how Taylor manages herself with all of this Obviously, communication is your foundation for keeping this, this environment working so well. How do you not get overwhelmed by the communication that must be happening? I love that question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I really do because that's the first time anyone's asked it to me. And that has been one of my biggest struggles over the last few months. And it's not so much the, like, it, this is a huge part of it. There's the collaborate or the communication piece and the collaboration piece, but a big component of it for me is the emotional management piece mm-hmm. because it's constantly like, okay, what do we need to fo- focus and adjust so that the team continue, can continue to be productive and happy? What do we need to shift here? This person's having an issue here. How do we need to coach them so they feel supported and loved and they're not like scared that they're Mm going to lose their job, but they also know that they need to tighten things up and they need to step up their game to continue to be a part of this amazing culture. And so it's finding that balance and it's the emotional management of the team, but then it's also very much the training of my team leads to make sure that they know How to do these things, and for many of them, it's their first time in a leadership position as well. And so, I have a lot of people who have never been on a team like this, never been in a role like this, and then I have team leads who have never been in a role like this, leading a team like this. So there's a lot of emotional communication that happens, and honestly, I have been struggling. Mm -hmm. It's been one of those things where I will come home some days, and I'm like, okay, like, and this is. is kind of a silly example. My husband's great. I'm glad that he'll be okay with me sharing this. But the other day I was driving home from work and I, as tradition, I call him when I'm on my way home. And he was like, how was your day? And I was like, oh, it was emotionally draining. Like I had meetings back to back for eight hours straight. I had all these people sending me messages and I'm trying to like manage this. And in these meetings I'm trying to be present with the individual that I'm with so that they are loved and supported and know that they are cared for. I'm trying to coach them on how they can improve. And it was just it was a very rough and kind of exhausting day. And he's like, well I'm really sorry to hear that. And then he starts sharing some things that have been on his mind and he's worried about how I might be perceiving him. Again, testament to our relationship. I said to him, I said, honey, I love you. I need you to take this in the best way possible. Literally what you are doing is the furthest thing from my mind right now. Like I'm not even paying attention to your, like the things that you are thinking I'm emotionally invested in regarding what you should or shouldn't be doing. Like I'm not even there. Like you're fine. I trust you. I love you. We're interdependent like you're not even on my radar for something that I need to be paying attention to in a fixable coachable way. Yes. And he was like, okay, great. Yeah. That makes me feel a lot better. And he (laughs) meant it seriously. It was not a sarcastic response. We don't do sarcasm in my house. Uh, And that, Oh, side note. That's another thing I train on for the team because sarcasm causes divides. It makes Uh people feel uncomfortable. And it's usually, especially as a leader. Now I'm sounding really weird, but I'm okay with it. I, as a leader, I try to cut down sarcasm as much as possible because it does not build trust. It does not build camaraderie and it doesn't help the team grow. So I've cut out sarcasm probably 98% of my life. And so it's really transferred over to my relationship with my husband. And so he was not being sarcastic in that response. Like Mm -hmm. he understood where I was coming from. He felt good. He felt emotionally helped. But by that point I was at, like I had an eight hour workday, all meetings. I drive an hour and a half to work and an hour and a half back. If I'm in that office, I was in that office. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going on like 12 hours of like emotionally preparing and helping people. And then my husband calls me and I'm like, okay, (laughs) like, I can't even think about you right now. And so that's something that I've been struggling with. And I do a lot of Emotional release techniques to help me with that. And a lot of that is writing and journaling and making sure that I have kind of resets throughout the day Mm -hmm. where I can, like, okay, if I have back to backs, that five minutes in between, how can I be like, okay, I need to be, I'm here for this person. I have my list of action items written down so I don't have to remember them. How can I clear space right now for this individual? Mm -hmm. And then how can I make sure that I'm clearing space and leading myself in my daily life so that it does not become overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love that question because it is something that it can be overwhelming at times, but I also see it as we're reaching new levels as a team, right? The capability is growing. We're looking at global expansion, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And every level that you rise, whether personally or professionally, it comes with new challenges that you have to overcome to reach that next level. And so the emotional management and overload of communication is one of those challenges that I'm very excited to figure out for myself yeah. mm-hmm. and then figure out how to make it scalable.
0: Yeah, so, so it's your next growth spurt. It's yeah. going to be managing that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it needs to be. It has to be.
0: We've had others talk about journaling being a way for them mm-hmm. to release some of the emotions of the day for them. How do you not make that negative?
1: So I actually have kind of two techniques and this is the life coach in me coming out, but I have two techniques. I have one that is journaling where I share my emotions, but then I always try to be grateful. Mm -hmm. I believe personally that my purpose in my life, like my internal purpose is to learn and grow as much as possible. And then my external purpose is to be able to share that so that others can remember that they are capable of happiness abound. And so part of that for my internal is for me to learn and grow. I have to look at things with a lens of gratitude. I have to look at things like this is the next level. This is a new problem to figure out. And so Mm -hmm. when I journal in my actual journal, there's always a a lens of like, let it out. Like it's your journal. You can gripe and you can Mm -hmm. vent and you Mm -hmm. can be like, seriously, I can't believe this person said that today like they they're not seeing the forest through the trees and I need to be a little bit more transparent and like you can list all that out but then cover it kind of with this like okay now I've got all that out what am I grateful for about this situation and doing that at the end can be extremely helpful the other thing I do is called slaying, which is S L A Y, not like Santa Claus sleigh. <laughs> I actually had somebody ask me that, and I was like, I never thought of that that, that way before. I need to clarify.
0: For our audience, uh, they wouldn't think of the snow sleigh because there's only one area in this country that has snow. So, <laughs> 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 so it's okay, but with you.
1: Slay (laughs) (laughs) S-L-A-Y. What I do is I will write at the top of a piece of paper. So whether it's typed or handwritten, I prefer handwriting written. I get like a legal notepad. And Mm -hmm. at the top I will put, I am feeling blank because dot, dot, dot. And in that blank, I will write the first emotion that comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that's overwhelmed. Sometimes that's anxious. Sometimes that's angry. Sometimes that's it, it's usually a negative emotion, like a hundred percent of the time. So then what I do is let's say it's overwhelmed. So on the top of the page, it will say, I am feeling overwhelmed because dot, dot, dot. Mm. And then I start a bulleted list of stories and I fill the page up front and back. Right. And so it'll be like a bulleted list. I feel overwhelmed because I feel a little out of my element in operationalizing this at the global scale then next next dot I feel overwhelmed because my home life right now is fantastic but I feel like I may be neglecting it I feel overwhelmed because my mentoring clients keep on wanting to change their schedule and I have to have it at the schedule to manage everything and make it work I feel overwhelmed because I'm doing a challenge right a, a mental toughness challenge for 75 days and it's takes a lot out of me on top of everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can list all these stories. It doesn't have to be overwhelmed because team member overwhelmed because XYZ overwhelmed because of this it's I'm overwhelmed and you get that story Mm
0: -hmm. out of you. Yes.
1: And when you do that, it's essentially the thing to remember is up. So up, out, up from you out on paper and then away. Yeah. And it allows you to release those negative emotions and really kind of loosen the weight on your shoulders about those emotions that you're feeling. So you write it out, you get it up, out, and away. Mm -hmm. And when you're done with that piece of paper, do not let anyone else read it, do not share it with anyone, and do not keep it. Because the point is to release those negative emotions and to release Mm -hmm. those stories. So if you keep it, you're holding on to them Mm -hmm. and that negates the whole Mm -hmm. thing. So what you do is you're going to. Whether again, I like the legal pads. So then I take that piece of paper off, I rip it up, and I throw it in the garbage. If it's printed, that or if it's on the computer, then what you would do is print it and do the same thing, or do a full on delete and like put that whole document into the trash in your in your drive, so that every time you do this, you would do a fresh document. You wouldn't like Mm -hmm. pick that back up.
0: Do you ever use journaling to look back on how much you achieved over the day or the week?
1: Yes. And I say, I said that kind of awkwardly because Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily look back for the day of the week. I have Mm -hmm. running to do lists. Mm -hmm. And so that's usually like my end of the week. I'm like, Oh yeah, I did a couple of things this week, but Mm -hmm. I do look back on journaling to see, to see my perspective changes. Mm -hmm. Cause if I look back at my journals, when I was like, 25 and I was angry and mean and bitter and a victim and I look at my journal entries now it's like an entirely different person really Really. love seeing that growth
0: and that must give you some encouragement to continue on it must be reinforcement that, that the path is right absolutely absolutely that's great we're almost at the end of our time we do have a question that we like to ask of you that is not on your list so it's a question without notice and it is if we were to have this conversation in 12 months time what would you like to look back on and be really pleased to have accomplished
1: oh i would like to be really pleased with setting up at least one if not two of the global operations of the team and not just the like operations and the structure and the bones, but I want to look back and be able to say that those team members are every bit as satisfied and mm-hmm. pleased with their their role and their position in the company.
0: Wonderful. Now, is there anything that we haven't covered in the things that you thought might be useful for our listeners to hear? I would just
1: say that Understanding your vulnerability triggers. So for me, it was that body reaction Mm -hmm. that I could feel like my shoulders tighten up and my jaw clench and kind of a weight in my stomach when someone would ask me a question I didn't know the answer to. And when I realized that I had a physical reaction, I could almost wait for that reaction to happen. And I changed that indicator to be strong. Mm -hmm because that's what it's trying to tell me, I changed that indicator to mean it's time to be vulnerable. And just like anybody else, like, I don't know what's right or wrong. I can't say this is the perfect or the correct way to do things, but it's what's worked for me. And so I would say, be aware of like your vulnerability triggers and then find what works for you. And the rest will all fall into place in a leadership position.
0: And trust yourself. Trust your instincts. Absolutely. That's, That's excellent. Thank really, you. It's really been really a pleasure yep. to hear you and to hear that journey and to be able to interact with you and, and ask the questions that we were interested in hearing about. So we do thank you very much for your time in what is obviously and a massively busy day <laughs> every day <laughs> for you. So thank you for joining us and we look forward to being able to share with our listeners all of your links and details on our web page. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fuliana Osborne, we've been talking with Taylor Proctor and this is Inside Exec.